Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, November 6th, and we have completed week 44 of 2023. Have you checked out the status match and bonus points offers that the airlines and hotels are promoting? We do all the work of tracking the deals so that you can benefit from bonus miles, points, and status match benefits when they're announced. All you have to do is to visit our website and check out the points page or the status match page. You can access all of these deals at businesstravel360.com. Now, let's get to the headlines. Nearly three quarters of buyers expect that their travel budgets are going to increase or hold steady next year, and most said that they don't expect the economic concerns to limit business travel at their company. This is according to a GBTA Outlook poll released Monday. The poll, fielded from October 11th through October 19th, 865 responses globally. 47% of them came from travel managers or buyers of procurement or sourcing professionals. Among those buyer and procurement respondents, 39% said that their company's 2024 travel budget will be higher than it was this year. An additional 5% said that it will increase significantly more by at least 25% year over year. 28% of the budgets will stay the same next year, while 20% said that the budgets will be lower. The remaining 8% did not know what their budgets will be next year. Only 14% of buyer and procurement respondents said that they are currently implementing a plan to limit business travel because of economic concerns. An additional 25% said that they're considering limits but not have yet made a decision. A quarter of the respondents said that limiting business travel due to economic concerns was unlikely, alongside 32% that said that they're taking a wait-and-see approach. Expedia Group has been consumed with launching a new loyalty program and transitioning its three core brands, ExpediaHotels.com and VRBO, to a common tech platform. With all of that, Expedia Group still posted a third quarter results to both its business-to-business and business-to-consumer segments and announced a record revenue and profitability on an adjusted basis. Expedia reported $425 million in third quarter net income, which was a 12% decline from a year earlier. However, the company notched adjusted net income of $778 million, which said it was the highest for any quarter. Revenue rose 9% to $3.9 billion, also a quarterly record. Booking Holdings CEO said that the third quarter of 2023 was the third quarter in a row that set records for the company across multiple measures. The company, which is parent to subsidiaries including Booking.com, Agoda, Kayak, Priceline, Open Table, Cheap Flights, Rocket Miles, RentalCars.com, and Momundo, posted gross record bookings of almost $40 billion for that quarter. That number is a 24% increase from the third quarter last year, marking an all-time high for the company. Booking Holdings' total revenue came in at $7 billion, showing a 21% increase over the same quarter last year. The adjusted EBITDA clocked at $3.3 billion, a 24% increase for the same quarter of 2022. 
Hyatt Hotels' third quarter transient travel business revenue increased 19% year-over-year and has recovered to approximately 90% of 2019 levels. In the third quarter, group room revenue increased 10% year-over-year and was up 5% from 2019 levels. Hyatt's system-wide revenue per available room in the third quarter was $145, almost 9% increase year-over-year. Revenue growth was driven by strong rates and meaningful occupancy growth. System-wide occupancy was almost at 72% in the quarter, with an increase year-over-year of 4% points. In the third quarter, Hyatt reported a $1.6 billion in revenue, up from $1.5 billion in 2022. The company's net income was $68 million, an increase over $28 million in 2022. Now in news that impacts the travel industry. JetBlue is cutting 14 flights from its schedule, mostly in the Northeast, as the airline continues to deal with the ongoing unwinding of its Northeast alliance with American Airlines, as well as the seemingly unending ATC staffing challenges that are impacting the U.S. aviation industry. The cuts are focused mostly in New York and Boston. 13 of the 14 cuts will be at JFK and LaGuardia in New York and Boston's International Airport, including service to Washington, D.C., Nashville, Denver, Jacksonville, and more. The cuts most harshly impact Burlington and Vermont, where JetBlue will totally cease operations starting in January. JetBlue had been operating out of the airport for more than two decades and was responsible for 10% of all flights into Burlington monthly. Delta Airlines is cutting some of its corporate jobs in an effort to reduce costs as the industry grapples with higher expenses, such as fuel and labor. Delta did not specify how many jobs it will be cutting, but a spokesperson said that there are small adjustments to corporate and management positions. Frontline workers like pilots, flight attendants, and mechanics are not being affected by the cuts. Executives recently reported strong travel demand helping it more than recover costs. Delta posted a third quarter profit of over $1 billion, up nearly 60% from a year before, but had warned higher costs had reduced its bottom line. Sabre has described the third quarter as the turning point for the company. The distribution giant reported a 12% increase in third quarter revenue to almost $740 million. The net loss was over $200 million, up from $140 million year over year, while operating income came in at $52 million, comparable with a loss of $57 million in quarter three of 2022. At the start of the year, Sabre announced it will be repositioning, and cost reduction plan included the loss of 15% of the employees. At the time, the company said it would restructure the cost of the company $50 million in 2023 and $20 million in 2024. Let's get to the news of mergers and new partnerships. American Airlines and Aer Lingus, effective immediately, have expanded their code-share agreement to include flights between Dublin and Philadelphia and Chicago. The initial code-share agreement between the two airlines started in January of 2022. The low-cost airline swoop, which started just five years ago as an option for Canadian travelers looking to book budget travel, flew its final flight on Saturday, October 28th, between Toronto and Cancun, Mexico. WestJet, the largest airline in Canada after Air Canada, is now officially absorbing Swoop's brand and its aircraft into its own operations, a plan it laid out last June after striking a deal with the Airline Pilots Association. The merger was prompted by the union negotiations and will see all of Swoop planes that WestJet is absorbing rebranded and Swoop employees also brought into WestJet has been underway since June. 
And now, news of new travel services and improvements. Delta will expand its free Wi-Fi to more than 400 Boeing 717s and regional aircraft starting in mid-2024. The rollout of the airline's smaller jets will be enabled by a new agreement that it entered into with connectivity provider Hughes. So far this year, Delta has equipped more than 800 domestic mainline planes with free Wi-Fi as part of the Delta Sync initiative it began a year earlier. Delta also said it has plans to introduce free Wi-Fi on its wide-body planes next year. Finnair is celebrating the 100th anniversary of its founding today. The airline traces its history back to November 1, 1923, when predecessor Aero was founded. The airline's first flight took place in March 1924 between Helsinki and Tallinn, and the airline carried just 269 passengers in its first year of operation, Compare that to the 14.6 million in pre-pandemic 2019. Finnair is considered to be the sixth oldest airline still in operation. The airline is in the middle of a 200 million euro investment program, including the launch of its first premium economy seat, an innovative new business class product, and refreshed economy cabins. Canada's Porter Airlines is launching new daily service to five Florida destinations this fall. Starting in November, Porter will fly from Toronto to Tampa, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Myers. The airline is also launching service between Ottawa and Orlando and Miami. The new routes are part of the continued expansion from Porter, which last month inaugurated its first Western Canada route between Ottawa and Vancouver and added a flight between Victoria and Toronto Pearson. Royal Air Maroc plans to open a series of new U.S. routes in the coming years as part of its strategic vision that would turn the One World Alliance member into a global east-west and north-south connector. On the drawing board for the Moroccan airline is Casablanca Los Angeles service, then service from Morocco to San Francisco, Chicago, and Boston in the decade that follows, as well as the first nonstops from the U.S. to Marrakesh and Rabat operating out of JFK. Each of the new routes will join the airline's current service between Casablanca and JFK, Washington, Dallas, and Miami. And now in some technology news. Air France KLM has extended its distribution agreement with Sabre, and the GDS provider will offer Air France KLM's Edifact and NDC content. The NDC offers, which will include continuous pricing and tailor-made bundles, will be rolled out to Sabre-connected agencies in a phased approach next year. Southwest Airlines travelers can now track their checked luggage on the airline's website or mobile app, including when it is loaded and unloaded on the plane. Southwest also recently added the ability for travelers to add checked bags digitally at the time of check-in up to 24 hours prior to arriving at the airport in order to reduce the number of steps necessary to check bags at kiosk machines. Health and safety firm International SOS has launched a new enhanced accommodation service that will keep travelers safe. The company is working with partnerships with Safe Hotels, a global hotel safety and security certification specialist, to offer the Hotel Security Advisor service, which aims to give travelers the ability to find secure accommodation options when planning a trip. International SOS said it was introducing the new accommodation service due to terrorism becoming more prevalent, including attacks against hotels in recent years. The CEO of Health and Security Subscription Services at International SOS emphasized the importance of vetting and selection processes in order to maximize the safety of travelers when selecting accommodation. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. 
We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well. Oh, 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 oh,